0: Toku Secrets is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to
1: podcasts today. Tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome to the to another episode of the Toka Secrets podcast presented by AnimeSecrets.org. I'm your host, Spoken Silver, Nathan Sa, And today, as we begin to uh, review our next Sentai, Kyoryu Sentai Junior Ranger, we're going to start off by reviewing the Power Rangers counterpart, as we did before, which is ev- the season that started it all for the Power Rangers franchise. Plenty more from Power Rangers season one. We got the whole uh, Sentai crew on. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Go ahead, guys.
2: Now, oh, Pat Chinkin Red right here. Hey, Reswan Gokai Red right here. This is Anthony Davis, also known as Kill You Green.
1: All right, that's the whole crew. Um, so, uh, yeah, we got a. Uh, this is a very hot topic in the token community because. Even people who aren't really the big fans of uh, Power Rangers—they know Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So, um, yeah, everyone knows about this season. It's the most iconic. It's the most beloved uh, to a lot of people. This is Power Rangers, and only Power Rangers. so um, well, yeah, we're going to jump right in. Uh, we're only going to be reviewing season one. Uh, we'll do seasons two and three. Uh, at some point in the future. Now, whether that's connected to the Die Ranger and Cockney Ranger reviews that we do or not that remains to be seen. But the point is, we're doing season one. So uh, I'm going to go over the plot briefly for, I don't know, the one and a half people that have never heard of the show. Um, so, okay, so 10,000 years ago, there was an evil sorceress named Rita Repulsa who was defeated by Zordon. And Rita was imprisoned on a space dumpster on the moon. And then 10,000 years later, Rita gets released by two unsuspecting astronauts when they open the dumpster. And, she, and Rita prepares to uh, continue to try and take over Earth. Zordon, who is now confined in an energy tube, has his robotic assistant Alpha 5 recruit, quote unquote, five teenagers with attitude the city of Angel Grove to wield Power Coins and become Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, the five include uh, the uh, uh, Jason Lee Scott, the Red Ranger; Zach Taylor, the Black Ranger; Kimberly Hart, the Pink Ranger; Billy Cranston, the Blue Ranger; and Trini Kwan, the Yellow Ranger. And together, they are the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And most of the ep- series is just episodic fun until a little bit later when uh when a another guy a new kid in town named tommy oliver gets brainwashed by rita and is given his own power coin to become the evil green ranger Uh, he's brainwashed into helping rita but then he gets freed from the spell and uh, he joins the rangers and then there's a two-parter where he loses his powers and uh to a candle and has to give them to jason um, and then he leaves the show, but then a little bit later he rejoins the team and that's pretty much the closest thing we have to plot with Mighty Morphing because it's a pretty episodic show. Other than that, uh, yeah, literally the plot can just pretty much just revolves around Tommy, his stuff. Um, just, um, you know, I'll probably bring up a couple of more, uh, fun facts, uh, while we're, while we're at it. Um, although I, I do want to, this is some stuff that people don't know, uh. The show was originally supposed to end after forty episodes. Um, the of the Doomsday two parter, uh, which uh, which um, uh, was actually adapted from the G Ranger finale, but uh, they decide, but they decided to keep the show going due to it being incredibly popular. They actually filmed new G two footage, uh, footage that was shot by Toy specifically for Power Rangers to continue to exist. And what's funny is that. Uh, Okay, uh, Riz is the only person who hasn't seen uh, Geo Ranger, but like, but it was supposed it was supposed to be a more direct adaptation of Geo Ranger finale, and they were going to bring in Rita's son, whose name is I kid you not, was going to be Bubba. And uh... <laughs> wait,
3: what? And now I'm upset that this didn't. Happen
2: happen. <laughs> Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Rewind. Repeat.
1: Okay. I'm serious. Repeat it. <laughs> so, no, no, no. And you can look this up on Ranger Wiki. I'm not making this up, guys. Um, they were going to bring in Rita's son, who's based on a character from Geo ranger who appears in the finale. Patrick and Anthony can uh, back yeah. me up on that. Yeah. Uh, and he was going to be piloting Cyclopsis in the actual Doomsday. It's Goldar who pilots it, but his son was supposed to be there and his name was going to be Bubba.
4: I'm so glad we didn't do this. Yeah,
0: that, that would have.
4: I mean, okay, it's bad <laughs> enough we had Rita Repulsa in season three. Though I do love Rita Repulsa as a character, he's a fantastic person. But yeah. y- you don't need a Bubba.
0: <laughs> no, if you're going to at least have him in the in the series, don't
2: name him that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like the most unintimidating name you can
2: think of. That's like
0: that's like having like the most like evilest of evil villains like it, it, it Like it looks like a like a giant Cthulhu like creature, but his name is Snooky. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the
3: name of a. Kid. That's the name of a character from the Andy Griffith show, not Mighty More Bower Ranger. right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Gomer and Bubba.
0: <laughs> and I'm—I I mean, I know that they probably um, like we can't really like figure out if they were going to use the footage from Zoo Ranger to adapt Bubba, or they were just going to like hire like <laughs> a, like an actor do the role. Like, we will never know.
1: I don't know why they cut him. I guess they the, didn't want to cut hey, him. Out. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
4: probably. <laughs> they probably cut him because there would be just too much random stuff to try and explain in the last episode. Yeah. Like, where was Bubba all this time for 10,000 years? Why didn't he ever go look for his mom and rescue her himself? Why did it have to be Japanese astronauts that went to the moon and discovered her pod?
3: You want to know what's funny? You're literally bringing up plot points that make me don't like Zoo Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the moon in Zoo Ranger. No, it's a. Planet.
4: It's not it's somewhere.
0: This planet called Nemesis, I think.
3: Yeah, isn't it
4: like a little planet near by Earth somewhere?
3: It like orbit. It has an orbit that brushes by Earth every couple. Hundred million years or something.
4: Yeah,
0: it's, it's one of those, like, oh, you gotta go on this planet. If you wanna go on this planet, you better come here today, or you'll miss it forever.
1: Now, one other thing, uh, so, I don't know if, that like, so, this is kind of weird, like, I don't know if they decided to do this at the last minute or not, but they apparently knew that they were going to do a season two, but when they were gonna do a season two, uh, they were going to bring in a new character played by Brad Hawkins to be the White Ranger, and they were never going to bring Tommy back because Tommy was intended to uh, – because Jason David Frank was intended to be on a show called Cybertron, which ultimately became VR Troopers. VR. VR Troopers. Please don't.
5: And wasn't it
0: – yeah, because like it was basically like the – well, at least the parts where Ryan, or Ryan's uh, actor from VR Troopers was from a, was that from a show called Metalder, I, I believe it's called right.
1: Yeah, and then the then for some reason because the I can't remember the toy company that did toys for years, but they wanted to have more than one hero so that they could sell more toys. So they added a, a Spielbon, I think it was called, which is where yeah, the right. JB and Caitlin characters come from. Yeah, no.
0: it, it it was a mismatch of two completely different series being merged into one, oh, yeah. and it's Wait, like, why I've did you do read, that?
3: Yeah, I've read several stories of the behind the scenes stuff for that show, and it is a train wreck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are, you tell, are you talking about like talking about the adaption or are you talking about like the the series is no. based off?
3: No, I'm talking about the adaption, like the behind the scenes stuff of the adaptation, Like the creator. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Of the VR, it's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, uh, you know, enough about like some of the fun facts. Like, uh, does anybody want to, you know, just talk about what they think about season one of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in general? Anyone um, want to go first?
2: Yeah, I can go first. It's like you said
3: at the start. It's very episodic, so there's not much to say. Um, Probably one of the things that I think has aged... I know that MMPR Season 1 is kind of like fondly remembered on the most out of the other three seasons, but there's a part of me that wants to say it's the weakest of the three MMPR seasons, mostly because at its worst, it gets really preachy. Like, they try to do like a lot of early nineties PSA style episodes. Environments is friendly. Yeah. And, like I and I get know, it. Yeah.
0: And... yeah,
3: but that was just that was just the nineties. If you were there you you'd know.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was literally it was very born like the year after power yeah. is air. But the counterpoint to you, Patrick, is you're judging it from the perspective of 2023 after 30 years.
3: Yes, I know, but that doesn't and that doesn't like make it enjoyable today, per se. But
4: I mean, to- it's not it's not a hundred percent enjoyable. Like, it's not something that I would watch, you know.
5: Yeah.
4: Out of nostalgia. Yeah. If I were to watch Mighty Morphin, I'd probably start with season two around the power transfer. Yeah, because season That's where two things got a little bit interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, the
0: the, season, the, the the
4: mutiny stuff was interesting. Mutiny was interesting too, but yeah, the season that was one the episodes.
3: Yeah, season two was a little bit better, but season three, I think, was. I don't, I don't know if this is a popular, or controversial opinion or not, but I think season three was the best Mighty Morphin season.
4: Well, wow. I oh, yeah, Lord. I agree with that. I oh. think Ninja made it the best thing ever.
3: Which is weird because I vehemently really don't like the Ninja's power stuff, but I like head- it. It had more like weight to it.
4: Well, there's I more controversy of, with Catherine and, and the Pink Powers, and yeah, like, like acts, there's like, a whole there's lot of it, episodes
1: in season three. And like, you know, I think uh, Miss Star Fusion said this like, of like the over 50 episodes in season three, like there's only 12 that you could be considered filler, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. like everything yeah. else is connected to an ongoing story arc. Which yeah, is, yeah.
3: in season one, the only real story arc would be the things involving Tommy. Yep. Yeah, basically. Which is ironic because you could say the same about Zoo Ranger. Uh, well,
4: I mean, so <laughs> I, I I look at Mighty Morphin a bit differently than that. I look at it with the nostalgia glasses on, full on. Like that's just how I look at it. And I don't know about y'all, but before this podcast, I actually watched all forty original ZU one episodes. Um, I didn't watch all of ZU two footage because I didn't really care about it for the purpose of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gotta say, watching it again now, it it wasn't as bad as you make it out to be. Like,
3: oh no, it's it's not like ZU or. Like over well, or, oh, I I'm mean not say I'm not gonna overdrive is bad for different reasons, but
4: well, I'm not going to compare this to other seasons because I don't think that's fair because when I watched season one, like the first forty episodes, I could see Haim Saban and his team learning yeah, how to protect yeah, no. the formula yeah, like, it
3: did it did start progressively getting better as the season Along. I agree. Oh there. yeah,
4: absolutely! Like the first, the first like, ten episodes or so
3: are lame. They're
4: just
1: they're just boring. I find,
4: <laughs> um, you, know, you know, like
1: with some of the early episodes, like okay, I don't know if Riz has seen this or not, since he's watched a handful of Geo Ranger, and this is something that even Patrick gives Geo Ranger credit for. Geo Ranger takes its time with developing everything. Like, oh yeah, yeah don't get their main mech until, like, what, episode 6? That's a slow so, like
3: right? Yeah, yeah Dijujian's first appearance is basically the, the
1: ending of the opening arc. Yeah. yeah. So, they take their time. With Mighty Morphin, though, like, they, like, okay, to be fair, they introduced the power weapons in, like, the third episode, but, like, Megazord is in the first episode, and, there's a, and like the first couple of episodes, they're adapting episodes of Ranger that introduce these things. And like the worst is like a pressing engagement, which is like based on the episode that debuts DaiJujin and they like bring in the power crystals, which in Ranger is how they make the Megazord. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like Saban was all like, OK, well, let's just let's just throw all this stuff in there and just hope that our, that our fans are too stupid to realize it. <laughs> Well And,
0: so, and my four year old tail ate all that crap up. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Well here's the thing though.
4: <laughs> if if they hadn't introduced the Megazord in episode one, a lot of the a lot of the popular Power Ranger formula may not have happened the way it's happened for the last thirty years, where conflict happens, Rangers morph, they fight, monster gets bigger, they make a megazord and they fight more like that's the formula that we've all come to expect with these seasons like if you're not expecting this to happen then where have you been for the last 30 years so i'm okay with them introducing the megazord in episode one i
3: i mean i, give I have
4: it no t- problem with it, well,
3: it
2: well, t- when t- it, t- when t- it so. first started but
0: as you're watching as older you're like Ugh. I wish they would just wait. should have waited. Yeah,
3: but I would. I give it a pass well, because Mighty Morphin was kind of a risk. They yeah play it really safe with like the fir- at least with the first episode specifically, which exactly is, and it then, is extremely rushed and all over the place, but it gets the point across. Also,
4: and I think this is the first time an American studio has taken Japanese footage. And not just dubbed over it like they do in Godzilla. Yeah. But actually integrated in American acting with some tokusatsu thrown in here and there. Well,
3: if you want to get real specific, because the original Godzilla movie had that happen.
4: Well, a little bit, but...
3: <laughs> Here's Raymond Burr, everybody. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, but like, it it wasn't a popular thing to do. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. They that's were taking the, a lot of risk.
3: Yeah, that's why there were like four other uh, toku shows that got the same treatment immediately after this. Yeah, <laughs> much.
4: how many of them stuck around?
3: Yeah, Black RX, Gridman, like seven different Metal Hero
4: shows got jammed into one. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, like, those only lasted one or two seasons, depending what we're talking about. Like, Common Rider... Master Rider only was there for like one season and then Beetleborgs had two because whatever. There were two B-Fighter seasons and
3: Gridman only yeah. had Cyber Squad only had one season to work off of.
4: Right. So I mean they they didn't have anywhere to go with it because they they couldn't perfect the formula, but here they were able to get the kids trained on a formula like okay, here's here's how it goes. Moral of the story, you fight, you make a Megazord, you fight some more, they go boom. Everyone celebrates at the Deuce Bar and has a smoothie.
1: And Bulk yeah. ends up wearing a cake in some shape, form, or fashion.
4: Yeah, basically. All something.
1: episode. <laughs> everyone
2: laughs. <at> the end.
4: <laughs> so, I, I don't mind, like, I, I understand your desire, Anthony, to have them have waited. I get it. But also, we have to recognize w- the target audience for this was not 30-year-olds who were well, invited. Yeah,
0: that's what I meant when I said the whole thing about, uh, like, as a child, which, you know, mind you, I'm, like, literally, like, a year older than Power Rangers. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like, when I was a child, child, I honestly loved this show. Like, I still do in some parts. I mean...
4: I'll, I'll tell you this straight up, because I was I was fortunate enough to be old enough to have seen Episode 1, Day of the Dumpster, yep, when it first aired here. for the very first time. Yep, same here. And i got to tell you, the vibe at school the first couple of weeks after was all Power Ranger. It was, I'm the Red Ranger, no, I'm the Blue Ranger, no, I'm the Pink Ranger, right. if, I'm the girl. If, 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 you <laughs> were, yeah,
5: if
3: you weren't around in the early 90s when Mighty Morphin first premiered, just think of it as like a like a not as intense version of when Pokemon Red and Blue came out.
4: Oh yeah. I mean, okay, we were we were in um, grade school for that too. Yeah. But I honestly don't think. I think Power Rangers is a bigger phenomenon than Pokemon.
2: At the time when they first came At the out. Time.
4: When the the, the season first aired... Maybe. I think the hype we had as kids about Mighty Morphin was greater than the initial hype we had for Pokemon. Because we didn't understand... So the thing with Pokemon is we had to collect these trading cards and there's a whole game behind it. And the game takes a little while to understand when you're that young. But Mighty Morphin... It's a very simple concept. You have yeah. a dinosaur power. you power up, you fight a mega you have a mega you fight. Like this is a very simple formula. There's no rules of you need energy for the card and you need to have evolutions. and it it gets a little it's not complicated by our standards today, like you know as adults. but you got to imagine the target audience of like five and six year olds trying to figure out, how to do all that there's a there's a learning curve there and i think a lot of kids are kind of put off in the beginning a little bit at least in the grade school i went to like yeah we were all into it but it took a long time for us to get the rules figured out and that required us going to like barnes and (laughs) nobles or whatever and doing the pokemon (laughs) league
3: (laughs) oh man that's bringing back some memories Oh, so, man.
4: yeah, I mean, I have so many <laughs> so many memories of that of that childhood of like going to Barnes and Nobles or Books Million mm-hmm. and into Pokemon League stuff. But that requires a lot more stuff in my opinion.
2: I
3: think well, that's kind of one of the reasons why I think I, I said that the Power Rangers one wasn't as big because the Pokemon one was a lot more. There was a lot more to it. There was a lot more moving parts to it, so it felt it felt more everywhere than Power Rangers did. But I
4: mean, yeah, it it got to be everywhere, especially when Red and Blue dropped after the trading cards came out. Oh yeah, uh, that's when it really took off. But as when you had Red and Blue, because then the kids that didn't care about the card game, they could get into it. Because they played the game and they were like, Oh, I understand the evolution thing now because I played in the game. But it took it took that dang game to come out to make it happen.
3: But it also did feel like the Power Rangers hype died off a lot quicker.
4: It It did and it didn't, right? Like yeah. <clears throat> so it it died off for you and I quicker because we grew up with the T V show, but As we grew up, younger kids like Nathan and Anthony started watching. And for them, it was a hype that they carried on for a couple of years. And then when they stopped, other kids came along. And at some point, we all came back to the franchise years later.
2: Yeah.
4: Well, really, for... I'm sorry, go ahead. I I was going to say, so it's not like the hype died... Yeah, it wasn't on the news because the Bible thumpers that were yelling about the uh, <laughs> about the insane amount of fighting and Lord's dead being a literal demon and whatever else soccer moms are screaming about. I was so
3: mad, man. I was like, "What?"
4: Well, I mean, I get. They don't why... understand
3: was Satanists or something.
4: <laughs> well, you were that was a, that was the years of the Satan culture of oh no, Satan's going to get you, little boy. Like, yeah. you know, like the, it was. It's a very unfounded claim to make, but it's it's where the society was back then in America was. They were very concerned with upholding the good old American Christian values. That, by definition, that's an oxymoron because we're stating God or similar still, things. they
2: still
3: try but, to do that, but
0: it's
2: not as bad. Yeah, it's yeah, not as bad. As no, as we... Yes, yeah, that's no different than now. <laughs> right. <laughs> But but the point is, it
4: it never died truly until, I mean probably never really died because well, I, do I mean think that like the Saban bought movie. it, Saban sold it to Disney and Disney owned it for a couple of years and it kept going. It made them money. There was never a point where they said no, screw it, we're done with it. We're gonna let it die. They kept making it until they sold it again, and then that person made it made more.
1: Oh, uh, it's yeah. more like it. it- Power Rangers has ended like on several occasions, but then it just keeps on going. Like it's literally a franchise yeah. that you can't kill.
4: Well, it's like Sesame Street. It's just part of the American way now. Yeah. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna just stop making Sesame Street, right? Like it's part of the quintessential what children grew up watching when they're that age. They watch Barney, they watch Sesame Street, they watch Power Rangers, and they watch like. Whatever Pokemon thing maybe around at the time,
1: and I think that's the best way to put it. I mean, you know, there, there always seems to be like you know it, it's the same with Super Sentai. Like apparently, like Super Sentai, like everybody's been afraid that it's going to be canceled ever since Tokuger. But <clears throat> funny thing is, according to my wife, like they never consider canceling kids shows like Super Sentai in Japan.
4: They can't. It's it's just part of the yeah. culture, especially Super Sentai and Common Rider. That's why because have those have been out been... for way longer. Yeah, that's yeah, why I've just
3: been... yeah, that's why I've always been interested. When Black RX ended and they moved away from Common Rider for a decade, I wonder how the Japanese audience felt about that.
4: I I don't think they were a big fan of it, which is why I came back. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah.
3: That's why you never hear anybody talk about the Metal Hero shows, that because those effectively replaced Kamen Rider through the 90s, and you never mm-hmm. hear anybody talk about those Well,
4: shows. the Metal Heroes didn't have the audience because it wasn't Kamen Rider.
3: Exactly. Yeah. There's
4: a there's a formula in Kamen Rider as well that they had in Japan, and I don't... I've never watched a Metal Hero TV show, to be quite honest with you guys. Like, I've wanted to watch... Uh, Gavin, a couple of times on occasion, but I never got around to it. But I think the formula worked better for a *Common Writer*, from what little I understand of it.
1: I've watched, I watched like the first couple of episodes of *Uchu Cage Shider*, which is like the third. Uh, it, it comes, a, it comes after the one that comes after Gavin, and I mean, it's it's okay. It's not a bad show, but I feel like. Common rider just has a much better structure than that.
0: Wait, which which yeah, one was, exactly. he was he? Was he the red one or the, other, uh, or, the rider, or the blue one?
1: Fighter is the blue one that is basically Ryan Steele's counterpart in season two of the Troopers. Oh,
0: that one! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I just realized that like they literally used that suit for season two. I'm just like, why they do that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I know why. I know why because they ran out of footage for Matt Alder, and they was like, "We gotta, we gotta get something. Uh, 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 get get footage from that
2: show." Yeah, we don't care if it doesn't make sense. Just, just do it. Yeah. But
3: I think one of the saving graces for MMPR season one is the characters, because oh yeah, yeah. Let's, let's be real, all six of them are. For as lame as the stories are in this season can be, the characters really thrive.
4: Yeah. And I gotta be I guess... honest, like when I took that when I took my break from Power Rangers after the In Space Lost Galaxy era, up until like a couple of years ago and I started rewatching some of the stuff and even even two months ago when I started my Mighty Morphin rewatch, I had forgotten How much I love certain some of these characters that we had, and how much I didn't like some of the other characters we had in season one, because I'm gonna throw out a controversial thing here and say, growing up and up until like maybe two months ago, I thought Jason was the goat, but after watching him and M M P R season one now. I lost some of that steam and that opinion of him, but I gained so much more respect for characters like Zach and Trini.
1: I could probably agree with you on Zach. I got. I don't think Trini's a bad character, and I don't mean to. And I don't want to trample on her because, you know, she got so much respect in the Once and Always movie that we just reviewed, but. I, right. I always felt that, okay, I think Trini is a good character, but. I always feel that, like, the only flaw that I have with her is that she seems like she's just there to kind of be a sole way to, like, connect everybody else. Like, okay, she's into martial arts, like, Jason and Zach and Tommy later on. Uh, She's smart enough. Like, she's best friends with Billy, and she's smart enough to understand his, like, you know, technical jargon. Because it's a running gag in this season that Billy says something, like, really, like and like a complex act. and Trini has to translate it for him. Then she and Kimberly have like some feminine interests, So it's like she's there to be like the to be like the person who keeps this team of otherwise very different people together if that makes sense.
4: And see and see, Nate that's where you and I will differ because up until two months ago, I had your opinion of Trini. See, it was just kind of there to fill a role. She so didn't really have a personality. And see, it was kind of bland. But when you rewatch it, like, all 40 episodes, and you really kind of examine the characters as they go through the events, you're going to notice Trini... Trini fits a role that we desperately needed for the team. She was... The compassionate one. She was the one that was all about the environment. Um, she was very dedicated to family and honor and her own brand of martial arts. Like, she had she had substance to her that I unfortunately for years <laughs> negated because I hadn't... Truthfully, even when I did my whole rewatch of my, uh, Power Rangers a couple of years ago, when we did our first set of reviews, I largely skipped season one. I I think I honestly started with um, season two and I went from there because I was not interested in watching 60 episodes of Mighty Morphin season one. But watching it now and seeing Trini's character, it, it just gives me a whole different level of appreciation for what she brought to the table because, yeah, she was the glue that kind of she was best friends with Kim. She understood um, Billy and she was a martial artist like Jason. She could kind of get along with all of them. But she had her own personality. She had her own interest. Um, and she got to sew it off a good bit because she wasn't just
2: <laughs> those thing. She was also.
4: Anthony is going to get this because he's listened to the audio drama. But the audio drama rendition of trini is really close <laughs> to what they intended trini to be if they had more budget to write a better story mm-hmm. like trini is an amazing character that i don't think gets enough respect in the of the original five and i will fight tooth and nail on that one now
3: i think it's probably because those personality traits aren't as obvious like it is for the others
4: no, exactly. That's, the, that's exactly it. Yeah, They weren't obvious when we were growing up. They weren't obvious in the nostalgia train that we had. But when you really go back and look at it, Trini was probably top three best of the OG five.
2: Like, I wouldn't say that she's the
4: best, because I think Billy and Zach have a little bit of an edge over her. Yeah, but, but I think She could definitely have held spot three over Kimberly and Jason.
1: Would you say... I don't... Yeah, I can agree with that, but I wouldn't say that she's, like, on the same level. Like, if we're going to talk about yellows overall, I don't think you can make the case that she's on par with, like, Lily or Kira.
4: No, but see, I'm not going to compare any of these five with what came after them in terms of color, because that is just not fair. Yeah, you're right. Now... I will entertain that if we ever get around to talking about In Space or Time Force or something. Then we can have a discussion of where each ranger by color falls. Hell, I'll even entertain that for season two and three of Mighty Morphin. But I don't entertain it here because, like I said, this season one was a learning curve for Saban and crew to figure out How do you take this weird Japanese crap and make something that'll make us money?
0: Right. I thought that's literally what Spawn was thinking to say like
4: (laughs) No, it would. Like if you look at the plots of these episodes, Saban had a couple of ideas in mind. He wanted to find a way to use the most toku footage he could while drilling in a little bit of comedy with Bulk and Skull. And Giving some kind of 90s PSA of don't litter, be a good Samaritan, blah blah blah, whatever. Those are the three things he was going for here to make his TV show.
0: Yeah, you know what's crazy though is that like he tried to adapt Sentai twice before, um, <clears throat> for before, before he got the zoo ranger because at first I think it was uh, oh, man. Bio-Man. Bioman, yeah, Bioman, it was literally gonna be called Bioman in the uh, adaption too like kind of interesting and then uh Jetman.
4: and i will say it again saban release the dang pilot for bioman i really want to see it
2: right <laughs>
4: i just want to see how bad it was or how good it was i'm just curious i just want to know like there's this youtuber i follow i forgot her name right this minute but she unearths all these hidden pilots that never made it to made it to like TV or anything, and she goes through like hunting down people and talking to them, interviewing them, and finding a connection to find it. So I'm hoping one day she'll find Bioman for us.
0: Really interesting.
4: Oh yeah, oh, I'll be I, a I, I, later. I, like she found, she found like a lost pilot for some Sailor Moon adaptation that never made the light of day. Really? Mm. And then she found one for, uh, if you're familiar with the anime Saint Seiya. Yeah. They had a 90s cartoon that was supposed to be made around the same idea. Like, same idea as Saint Seiya. Like, it, was a, it was the same plot, but animated in their own style and everything.
0: Oh, okay. So they, said they made and, it all instead of just being, like, Right. Okay. And
4: she went and figured out how to find it. Like, she figured out who to talk to. She hunted it down and she actually found a copy of Saint Seiya in the uh, Library of Congress.
0: Really? Okay. She, yeah. got just, she got connections and resources. I like that. Well,
4: anyone can go to Library of Congress and request to look at stuff. It's public record. It's just a matter of knowing where to look. <clears throat> so I'm hoping Saban has a copy of it at the Library of Congress or somewhere. Should be awesome. And I and I know That at some point, the fandom had gone hunting for it. And they tracked down the red that they had casted for Bioman. And he said he thinks he had, like, a VHS copy of it somewhere in the storage unit. But I never saw any inkling that he actually wanted to look for it.
1: I have a VCR here, so could he, like, give that to me and I could watch it?
4: If you have a VCR... Like, if we find a VSS tape, I will personally convert it from VCR, like, with my VCR DVD combo recorder thing and convert it. And then rip it to computer so we can all have it. Wait. Ooh. We have the technology, guys. We can do it. That's technology.
1: <laughs> Wait, going back, there was uh, one other thing I... I actually read this on uh, Tweeney's Ranger Wiki uh, just right here. I I know this doesn't matter. There is one other question I wanted to ask about Tweeney. But first off, uh, this is actually a cool fact. She is actually the first Ranger to destroy a monster by herself. Uh, She destroyed that – his name was Bones, the skeleton monster, and a high five. Yup.
0: Bonehead. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh, The only other thing is – and, you know, this is – this is something I might want to ask uh, anytime we review a Power Rangers season like this, because this is the first uh, Power Rangers season we're reviewing. So her counterpart is male. Do you buy her? Like, okay, do you think that the Yellow Ranger suit looks more male, like, masculine than feminine? Like, am I the only person who thought that? Well, <clears throat> I mean, boy,
3: for some, ended up being probably the bulkiest of the five Zoo Rangers, so it definitely looks weird when you... When you know,
5: <laughs> yeah,
3: when I,
0: that's kind of weird because I didn't really notice it. Because like, I don't know. It just it just didn't really like. I maybe maybe because like, of course, I was young and didn't really like understand that. But
4: I I never noticed it until I learned what Super Sentai was. Oh. And even then, I didn't really notice it until I started looking for it. Yeah. I asked like five-year-old like, me didn't really think anything of it and immediately accepted pink is for girls pink is the girl yellow is for girls because the girl wears yellow to my five-year-old brain that made sense
1: yeah, yeah it's the only reason I ask is because like a couple of days ago I was scrolling through photos on Instagram and someone was uh showing off his lightning collection figures, and he had all the Mighty Morphin ones. And he he bought, uh, Anthony, you might remember this, there was, like, a two-pack where they had, like, a female red with Trini and a male yellow with Jason. Yeah,
0: Yeah, the comic, from the comics.
1: Someone was posing all of his Mighty Morphin figures, and he decided to use the male yellow instead of the actual Trini figure. And I just thought... Actually, looks a lot more accurate than the actual Trini figure that we got. So, sure. Do. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I guess they do a good job at making Trini more of a tomboy. I think so. I guess I can buy her in the suit. I mean, it's not as bad. Like, I don't know. I don't think I could buy. I I don't think I could ever buy Maya in a male looking suit. But we'll talk about that when we get to Lost Galaxy. Um,
0: so. I, I'm gonna, just, just out of curiosity, Nate. I, this is just for Nate. Do you think that Katie from uh Time Force had like fit being, you know, could you like be like that, I could, I could buy her being. This I could suit. buy
1: that too because this- Katie may be, you know, like this cool, like um, like you know, she may be bubbly, but remember, she also has like super strength, so she has more of a tomboyish like. I don't want to say manly, but like you know, she has a bigger, stronger vibe for it, so I could buy her in that suit.
0: And you could, could you know, this is like this is, of course, like my little you know, head cannon here. You could say that because of her enhanced strength, the DNA in the more from her, from her and uh, going to the morpher, the morpher could be like, well, she's more she has more strength, so maybe we should give her more of a like you know a better build in the suit, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. The match of strength, of course, because, you know, like, it's, it's like the morph like kind of was like, it kind of like was like examining her body and I guess it was like, well, you know, maybe we should give give her like a more like a a tomboyish
5: body in in the suit.
2: We can talk
1: more about that when we get to Time Force. Yeah, of course. Uh, Okay, I want to lean into the other uh, Rangers. Uh, I actually want to start off with Jason with a question for Riz. You said, J- uh, Riz, that you don't really think that Jason is the goat anymore. Like, you're losing respect for that. Like, is that because of some recent stuff with ASJ, or is it for a different reason?
4: No, it has nothing to do with the stuff that uh, Austin Sage going through right now. It's just. When I remember Jason. Like growing up, I remember Jason being like this take action um guy who will be enthusiastic and yell. It's morphing time, right? Like that's what we all kind of think when we think about him. But most of the time, his acting is so stiff in the first season that he kind of just looks around and is like, all right, guys, it's morphing time. Like there's no enthusiasm, there's no energy behind him. It's just kind of a a dull kind of thing. And I don't know that 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 type of vibe kind of ruined it for me because I had this image in my head of Jason was a you know energetic, uh, charismatic leader, but he kind of he only really signed as a leader in the Greenwood Evil five-parter, in my opinion, for a little bit. And that's because he was kidnapped by Goldar and held captive for a while. Yeah, like I was watching. He just didn't. He just didn't do a lot of things that I found to be like, oh, he's on par with like. I'm not going to say Casey or Andrus because those are the goats, but yeah, um, he's not on par with like Connor or like. Zack or TJ, for example, you know, like he didn't he just kind of went through the motions in terms of acting, and I think that really hurt the character a lot now, I think he definitely got better when he, when he came back as uh, Zeo Gold and maybe he's better in season 2, I don't know, I'm going to rewatch season 2 at some point and let you guys know, but right now, I'm kind of leaning towards the acting quality from Austin St. John negatively impacted my feelings towards the character of Jason Lee
1: Scott. I can kind of see that because I don't know if I've said this on more on more than one occasion but I used to say that Jason was like my all-time favorite ranger now let me give some clarity. I know that there are better characters than Jason, so I'm not saying that he's the best character. I, I honestly can't think of like I got his, I got several different emotions going through my head on who I would say is the best character. I think of him more as just being like, you know, it, it's kind of like the reason why Superman is my favorite superhero. Like, are there more complex and deeper characters than Superman? Yes, and I can admit that, but it's just like I like him for like you know. His personality and like you know, just like he's a great role model as a hero. But watching some episodes, maybe that view that I have of him has been a little challenged recently. Not in regards to Superman. Superman is still my favorite superhero, but uh, like with
2: Jason, you no. Know. You want to give any thoughts, uh, Anthony or Patrick? No, have me. Made-
0: at all. Well, for me, um, I was not, I thought Jason was a, was an okay character. Um, I guess I just liked him because, like you know, he was just like the leader. He was just like always, you know, on giving out orders and things like that. You know, he, you know, was always like training and getting stronger. And that's you know, I, you know, I guess I that that was cool, or whatever. And he was cool with Zach, Zach's his best friend. You know that type of thing. I think honestly, honestly, what what made him a solid character for me is when like he tried to get the green candle to to get Tommy his powers back or whatever, but he failed, and he kind of has that that guilt, you know, which we probably, won't, which we we probably won't even get into until like next season or whatever. But for here, like he had to decide whether or not he should like get the green candle or he won't or let Tommy basically die.
2: See, I you know, that it, it, missing green, which is episode he's be beating himself up, up or not getting the candle, like season two. So I wish know.
1: that was that episode that came out after
2: well, your is really acting up.
0: Your mic was like, like, going staticky all of a sudden.
2: Is it better now? Yeah, yeah, sorry about
1: that. Um, okay. We can uh, you can cut that out him, and I'll just start saying what I'm going to say here.
4: Yeah, let's, let's start it over again.
1: You know what, what you were saying with Anthony is like you know the episode where he's beating himself up over not getting the green candle. I believe it was called Green. Yep. Mm-hmm. I really wish that was the episode that came out after the episode where um, Tommy loses his powers because I can't even remember what the plot is of that of the episode that comes out afterward. Like I just feel that would have been a better placement. It would have been some great character development for Jason. Yeah. The episode came out way too late. Yeah. I mean I still think Jason is great. I'm still gonna put him in my top ten reds.
4: Oh absolutely he he deserves you know, a spot in the top ten. If only because he was the OG. Yeah and You know, I I see your argument of him being, like, akin to Superman. Like, he's not Superman, but I can see it. Okay,
1: I still was, like, I still get chills when when I see him come back in Forever Red and The Beast. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, but see,
4: Forever Red, Red. Austin St. John's acting, is so much better. And it's still really good when he came back in the Beast Morphers' name, Grid Connects, and... Yeah, I remember when I heard it was coming back, and, like, I,
2: it's just bad that I was at work, because I didn't actually show my true emotions. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, that's talk. Uh, anybody else want to say anything, Jason? Patrick, you've been kind of quiet. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> oh. Literally, that's my
3: my thoughts on Mighty Morphin Season 1 are just kind of, yeah. Okay,
1: well, let's talk about uh, who is undisputedly I do not care what anyone says. Even though Mason was technically my favorite, I still think this guy is the best of the original five. His name is Billy. He's the
2: best. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes.
4: Yeah, I... Agreed. I, Billy, Billy is the unsung hero of Mighty Morphin, in my opinion.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Granted, Billy is it's at it's a cool. disadvantage because only a member of the original that lasts the entirety of Mighty Morphin. But even if we look at him in only season one, he is a very well-developed character. Like In the, in the, in the second episode, he's running away from one putty. He can barely, barely fight off. And then by like... Middle of the series, he's able to hold his own in a fight. That alone is a lot of development.
5: Yeah.
0: Because honestly, yeah. you could say that, like, well, why does Billy always have to run away from putties when he cle- when he clearly you know, can fight him in his ranger form? That's that's the reason why. He can only fight them when he's a power ranger because he feels he's stronger in his ranger form. He can't fight them, you know, without his powers. That that's you know what he's probably thinking to himself. Like, I can't fight these things to, like All right. Not my powers.
4: But if you watch Billy go through the seasons, he he starts to get more confident in his ability to fight them.
0: Yep. hmm
4: Like, especially when the Stone Canyon 3-0 join, Billy Billy gets really good at fighting them. Like he his own growth of I'm no longer this nerdy kid that can't fight. I can hold my own. I may not have the skills of Jason or hell, even Zach, but, you know.
0: Exactly.
1: And what I love is that, you know, that <clears throat> a lot of episodes that revolve around Billy are, like, really good episodes. Like, I'm still, I briefly mentioned this when I did my history of Power Rangers on VHS thing. I am so angry that they have to fight be his episode because my, my favorite episode is of his is uh, Peace, Love, and Woe. Like, you know, where he gets, like, you know, where he eats that like, kind of cute brain roll, And, like, you know, we see him.
4: Oh, that's that's a good episode. yeah, I, I, oh, yeah really I wish
2: that was Billy's episode of DHS and not fight. That's an amazing... Hey, Nate, you're having some again. Okay, hold well, on, me. What was it now? Talk more. Yes. It, keep talking. I I need to hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound better now. Okay, cool. Sorry about that. Patrick, did you want to say anything about uh, Billy? No. Um. Well. Yeah. I mean, I I, I kind of share
3: the consensus that he is. Probably the best of the original five, because I I, I I like the idea of him being more human than the others. Seemingly,
2: it kind of made him more relatable in that regard.
1: It's it's funny because when I was a kid, Billy was my favorite, just because you know he's blue, and blue was my favorite color, but at him now I think he was probably the most relatable like you know because we're all not exactly the most manly martial arts people at least some of us weren't back then so it was easy to relate to him
5: <laughs> yeah
0: let's face that let's face facts Nate we were all we're, we were all geeks and we're still geeks today <laughs> yeah
5: I guess you could um, say that
0: but, but I'm not saying that in a way like that like disrespects us in any way We embrace our our nerdiness. We embrace our our geekdom. And for a guy like Billy, who embraces it so much to the point where, like, if it wasn't for his
2: his nerdiness, you know, the Rangers would have been screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because he got him out of
0: a lot of sticky situations. It was to the point where even freaking Rita acknowledged that, yes, Billy is a good asset to the Rangers, let me use him for for an episode or two and see and see how he operates. And lo and behold, he he uh because of him, she was able to get away with like you know with a short victory for a while because in that uh two parter with uh re range
5: returning.
1: And he he's probably like he probably created like a bunch of one off weapons too. Like I remember him. Uh, did he make any weapons in season one?
2: Uh, um, he made the
4: what do you call it like the it wasn't a portal but a thing that let them access the uh, reality universe yeah that's like right the, the dark dimension little, yeah he made What's that device he also made the oh, rod. Oh, oh,
0: he did make some weapons in season 1 because he made that uh it was like some kind of like uh device where he was able to like, you know uh disable the the grumbie the Grumbeetle, um Grumby uh monster. Oh yeah, yeah. It was that. It was something else he made because it had his it had symbol on it and everything. I can't remember exactly what other thing he had. He made plenty of weapons for season one because he used used some of them in the zoo two footage.
1: I mean, if you want an idea of like how useful of a character Billy is, like. Okay, we're gonna be skipping ahead a little bit in terms of a season, but like, okay. Tommy lost his powers, he just disappeared and never and was never on the show again. Billy retired from being a ranger in Zio, and he was still a main character in Zio. Because yeah. they just needed yeah. him that much. That's how much of an asset he is, even if he's not a ranger. Yeah.
0: It was just the it was just kind of like a weird thing because like I guess they didn't know what to do with him because, like, I'm I'm talking about, like behind the scenes wise because I guess they just didn't know what to do with Tommy without his powers. Like, I think I think the comics did a fantastic job of how 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 um he was. He actually dis, dis-, dis- himself from the Rangers on purpose simply because he didn't feel like he wasn't one of them anymore because he felt like he, he just felt out of place with the other Rangers because you know. They would all hang out, and then all of a sudden Zordon calls, and they all have to leave. And then Tommy's like, Oh, I, I can't go with y'all because you know, I have powers.
4: The audio drama does that too in a different way. If you, um, yeah. when you get to like season two or three, I forget where it was,
1: and also it really has the best alternative alternative phrase to it's morphin' time instead of saying it's morphin' time say it like real men it's time for molecular transmutation
2: yeah <laughs> that was awesome i like it
1: and i know that i know that riz doesn't want to compare uh rangers to other ones but i'm actually going to make an exception in billy's case like I would honestly say that Billy is the best Blue Ranger. Like maybe just a tad bit better than Sky. I think it's debatable, but I do think Billy is.
4: You're you're treading some deep water there, though. I would that.
1: I would say S-
3: I, Sky, Theo and TJ might be above him, but Agreed. Yeah. Okay, he's tall. As as, like, I
1: forgot I'm about TJ. Water. Um
4: Yeah, because TJ is a definite candidate for best blue.
1: Yeah, okay, sorry, I usually just tend to associate TJ with red. But yeah, okay, but I I would say that Billy is, like, he's definitely an S tier blue, though.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I would have him at number four behind TJ, Theo, and Sky.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. We want to move on to Zach now? Yeah. It's Zach attack time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
4: About hey, keto time.
2: Original Joker fighting, Ranger. Yeah.
4: Are yes. you breakdance fighting? <laughs> yeah,
3: like Billy's probably that. Billy's, Billy's probably my favorite of the original five, but Zach is the most fun of the original five, easily.
4: Definitely. And see, like when I was watching, when I was thinking about Mighty Morphin before I did my rewatch, I was like, okay, Zach is just a party dude. He's nothing that vessel to really think about. But man, I forgot how many fun one-liners and like just just how fun of a character he can be to have.
2: Oh yeah. Definitely highlight. Not, I think how like, can I, you hate
4: Kitano? You can't. Yeah, unless exactly. you're not human.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Are I was you human? You know what's crazy though is that like growing up, my favorite episode was actually uh, "Happy Birthday, Zach." I don't know why. It just it just like when I was younger, it was just like a cool episode about you know Zach having a birthday, but it you know it kind of like didn't go as as well as he thought it was because he got attacked by a freaking night monster. Um, which I wait by the way, um, Hasbro, where is my nasty night monster monster uh, toy? Like where is it? I need it like today. That's like my, my favorite. Poem. Poem.
4: I want it now. Right. Because <laughs> I, I just like
0: the fact that he was, that the monster was able to, like, damage the ranger's weapons, you know, because it, it even affected the, the power sword for the Megazord. It's just like, you know, it, it, he almost beat them at one point.
2: It wasn't for Zach's you know, quick thinking. They would have died. No, yeah, I agree. Which is and and then when you compare
0: it to this to the adaption, I'm just like, why they do that? I mean it makes sense in the Sentai. But I'm like,
4: Ugh, I just didn't now, like it. I will say my favorite Zack episode is not Happy Birthday Zach. It's actually Birds of a Feather.
2: Oh, that was a good one too.
4: That is probably my the best Zack episode hands down.
2: And if you tell me otherwise, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I
1: didn't watch all the episodes in preparation for this. I.
4: Hence why my opinion stands and yours doesn't. What was
3: episode <laughs> was that one again?
4: That was the one where Zach has a bunch of students that he's teaching Hip Hop Keto to. And... Bulk has his own prodigy that he's been quote-unquote training. Oh, yeah,
1: that was a great episode. Oh, yeah. And
4: mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of conflict with, like, Zack being a ranger and having to miss a lot of key moments for the kid before the fight.
1: Wait, that's the very first episode to come out
2: after Tommy loses his powers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah I forgot about that. Um... And, and, you know, here's the other thing. Zach is the only one, besides Tommy, that technically has a bit of a story arc because there's like moments where he's chasing after that girl, Angela.
4: Ah, uh, my man, Zach, this
1: could never seal the deal there.
2: Yeah, no, I've got your oh, they, No,
4: they,
1: they finally I got mean. together in the last episode of season one. Like, yeah. Th-
0: I want for them to like to get rid of her like at the at the next season. Good, because like, Zach realized yeah. he
1: can do better than her, and he moved on. Good for him. I mean, we he, he have you all
0: right, but I could have wish I would have seen that. That's my problem. Right. Like, like yeah. I could have just 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 told her off like at the beginning of the, of the new season, like, "Hey, I'm I'm just got tired of you trying to mess with me. Like, you know, so I don't need you. Like, something like that.
5: Something."
2: I will say, I think...
4: Was it Happy Birthday Zach where they had the punk? Kimberly and Billy? or the Power else? Ranger punks.
1: Oh, okay. it's, it's a hilarious episode. I love that episode. It's a really that. great episode. Yeah. <laughs> Just... I love... Like... I, loved I love how Billy is just... I, I, love, I mean, Kimberly, okay, yeah, but seeing Billy completely out of character in that episode is just hilarious.
2: I love that episode. It was great.
5: Yeah.
1: Oh, would you... I would probably say, though, like, if I'm comparing Zack to other Black Rangers, and I know that this isn't going to be a regular thing, but I would probably put Zack in, like... Maybe an A tier? Not an S tier. I think he's A tier, at least.
2: You guys think so? I'm yeah, I can through, see that. I'm yeah. running through all the green and black rangers. I'm trying to figure well, out... Well, though you, so know, you got... Well,
4: okay. You got Dylan.
2: Dylan's high up there, for sure.
3: Um...
4: Uh, he...
1: I'm looking at Tommy Xander. strictly got to from Dino Thunder, then Tommy is S-tier. I would say uh, Bridge. Bridge and Xander are up there.
4: Yeah, I was going to say Xander and Bridge, and then also... um, um, uh,
2: The name's escaping me. Who's our most recent green? Izzy. Izzy? Izzy, Yeah.
3: I would probably put her up there too.
4: Oh no, it is definitely top five. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Javi yeah. Uh, was not though. Yeah. No, no. I think Zach is a but... solid top fifteen at least. No, I would probably. put him in the five.
2: I put him in the
4: at quarters. least the ten. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: He's, he's such a fun because
4: dude, man, he is, and like
3: he steals the show, the scene every time he's on.
4: And that's Thank something we're seeing a lot—the once and is special as well. That oh, I love him in that. Every time Zach is on screen, he just—he's the heart and soul of it, and it, it's so true here. Yeah. And that's why when I was doing my rewatch, I was like, man, I didn't put enough respect on Zach growing up, or even in my adult
2: years until now.
1: But you met Walter Jones, Patrick. He's the only ranger I've ever met. I still need to meet him. Is he fun? He's a lot of fun. This is is how cool
3: he is. I walked up to him and he was like, hey man, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing pretty well. You're the first ranger I've ever got to meet in person. So he sat back in his chair, opened his arms out, he's like, well, I hope i make your first time enjoyable. That's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) And I was like, me and my brother were losing
1: it. I was like, "Yeah, he's cool." <laughs> <laughs> so I've met I've met ASJ and I've met David Yoast. I still need to meet Walter Jones. So
4: Walter oh, Jones, he, and I met him.
1: You'll you'll get a kick out of him. he.
3: He's such a fun man.
4: <laughs> Walter Jones taught me how to morph. What his morph? Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I actually got a photo of us doing the morph together.
0: I have a picture of us more, um, me and him morphing together too. Because I actually met him at PMC.
2: Yeah. yeah you did I was surprised when they did When you and I went. Yeah. Mm. Ah, good times. Yeah. We want to move on to Kimberly now? Uh-huh. Who, who wants to yeah. start on Kimberly? Um.
1: A.K.A. every 90s kid's
2: yeah. first crush. It was definitely my crush, man. <laughs> See,
4: Kimberly's my first crush as a kid, like, in terms of, like, you know, that that trope is, that that meme is very true. But Kimberly's personality and her character don't truly come out a lot until season two and three, I feel. It, it
0: definitely season two, yeah. two, especially
4: season three. Like my God, yeah, like in shit. season one, Steve, the typical Valley girl. She has very little. She has very little um, development of anything. And honestly, I I didn't like how quickly she was like, "Ooh, I like the new guy. He's hot. I'm gonna try and date him," right. and try and you know, yeah. it just felt. I don't know, it just felt too stereotypical for my liking.
1: I mean,
3: yeah.
4: On the rewatch, you know? And
3: and, and mm. you did bring up a good point that she got better in following seasons, but just in general, one of the reasons why... I, I, one of the things I like about Kimberly the most is that she's she was the first kind of tough girl pink that Power Rangers has done a pretty good job with. Yeah. Um And... I don't know, like, she, yeah, she's a valley girl, she's a, a preppy girl, but she didn't take crap from people, and I like that about her.
4: Oh, yeah, definitely, but, like, I feel like her character had a lot more to do later than yeah. it is now.
3: I was just speaking in general. But,
4: yeah, no, yeah, in, in general, in, I agree with you. In,
3: in season one, she's probably the weakest of the five.
4: I, I kind of flip-flop on that with her in season.
3: Yeah, yeah, but... As time went along, she became one of the stronger characters.
4: I would argue she became strongest only behind Billy.
5: Mm, In terms of development. From the
4: original 10.
5: 11. That's
3: that's also the benefit of her being the second longest lasting of the original 5, too.
4: I mean, you're not wrong. Because I firmly believe if we had more time with Trini... He would probably end up one of the best characters in like a top ten list across all thirty years of PR.
3: Yeah, and I think well you could also say the same about Zach if Zach had stayed around. Oh yeah. Oh, would Zach would have be... been the best
4: character. There's no yeah, doubt about it.
3: He would have been the best of the Mighty Morphin Rangers easily.
4: <laughs> yeah, because the thing about that, I know we're not talking about Zach anymore, but going back to Zach, the things I liked about Zach in the season one was. He was second in command to to Jason. He had Jason's back every step of the way. When Jason couldn't be there, when he's being kidnapped by Goldar, Zach took action. He gave the orders. He gave the command. So not only was he like this goofy, charismatic guy who just wants to have fun, but he knows exactly how to get down to business and what to do and how to handle stuff.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: and I, I really think he did a good job there, like, being that balanced to Jason, I think. Yeah. Because, I don't know, Jason just...
2: I don't want to brag on him a lot, but
4: the acting really hurt, and his...
2: Yeah. His are Superman like demeanor... Audio,
0: are you talking about audio, or are you talking about him, him not being in the suit? What? We're talking about him like not being the suit or like his audio like, you know.
4: No, I'm talking about Jason as an actor. Like, oh. Done, it was very it was very two-dimensional. It was not really It wasn't it wasn't like Zach and Billy's characters where they had a lot of personality to them or like even Trini with the subtle personality. Hell, even Kimberly had more personality than Jason, in, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. You also have to remember because, Austin St. John was the youngest of the original. Like I, he was the only actor who was actually yeah. a teenager when the show came on. He was like, he was, like sensitive. no, he he, and that was his so, first gig. Yeah. So, I mean, I
4: get all that. I know it was his first gig. I know he was learning everything as he went along. He only went on distant because he wa- he had martial arts experience. He figured hell. I got time to kill. Why not? Mm-hmm. Like, I get all that. I- I'm just
2: saying. It, it made Jason not as compelling as I remembered him being. And that is
4: more on me as a person than on him as an actor. Because me growing up. I tried to emulate the Alpha Dog and, you know, watching Power Rangers, that meant the red is the leader. So therefore you want to be trying mm-hmm. to be red. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I definitely understand this isn't exactly a problem with Jason as a character, but it's my perception of Jason over the years that now that I'm watching and I'm, I'm seeing where I was disillusioned.
1: There is a question I want to ask all you guys about, uh, Kimberly. Um, uh, yes, it's my correct. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Second question. Um, you know, um, I, I brought this up when I did my history of Power Rangers on VHS. Um, so when they did the season one releases, each of them got an episode. So like Jason got a day of the dumpster, which is fine. First episode, whatever. Um, uh, like I said earlier, Billy was Food Fight, even though I thought it should have been Peace, Love, and Woe. But what are you going to do? Sure. Uh, I think Trini and Zach's episodes were fine. Uh, Trini got High Five, which is fine. That's very clearly a, a Trini episode. Um, and then Zach got Happy Birthday, Zach. I mean, his name is in the title, so that's a Zach episode. Um, Kimberly got No Clowning Around, which is an episode. Where Trini is taking care of her cousin.
4: So Sylvia
2: was
4: that taking care of Sylvia, her cousin? Yeah.
1: Is there any episode that you think would have been better for Trini? Because that's for Kimberly. Because that's not a Kimberly episode for sure. Kimberly even do anything in the episode? Not really. I'm trying
4: to think of the name of it, though. It's the one with the big toad-looking thing.
2: Oh yeah. That
5: was a pause.
4: Yeah. There's that one and then hang on. It's like episode 12 or 13. I'm looking it up. Foul play in the sky. That that yeah, one that yeah. She... I was about to say that, that one like is... that's the one a yeah, plane. She goes on
1: like a plane ride with her uncle or something.
4: Yeah, and Bulk of Skull come along for the ride. Was that the first appearance of of the
0: Snizzard monster?
4: Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that episode was really well done because Kimberly had to learn to fly a plane from Alpha over to Communicator
1: Link. Is that a pre Green Ranger episode, though? Okay. Yeah. Because
2: that episode. So here's something
4: very interesting. If I remember correctly, the original airing of order of episodes on Wikipedia differs from the ordering that Netflix used for their uh, airing of Mighty Morphin. So, in one list, Foul Play in Disguise episode 13, and other list, I believe it's episode 11, and I don't
2: understand why Netflix decided to deviate.
1: Netflix is weird sometimes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but
4: like, all the episodes from episode 2 to 15 are all out of order, according to Wikipedia. And then Greenwood Evil's all correct. Like, they both lists agree. But then after Greenwood Evil, once again, they start to deviate here and there a little bit until... Um, one or two episodes before Green Candle, and then it kind of
2: stays static after that.
4: So it's hard for me to tell you like an episode number because I don't know what list you're going off of, and, or what I'm going off of. Yeah, but I mean,
0: well, well, if, well the whole season, well, the whole like series is on YouTube. Let's see. Do 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 do. Find it real oh, quick.
4: That's a good point. I never actually looked at YouTube's list. Okay, so... Yeah, Foul Play in the Sky is
0: episode 14 on YouTube.
4: Yeah, but then if you look at uh, Netflix, I think it's 13.
0: Oh, okay. So basically, Netflix is wrong, basically, obviously.
4: Right, I, because I, 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 Wikipedia I also did. said
0: that. But I thought you said that uh, Foul Play in the Sky was episode 13, or was it 14?
4: No, Fall Play... <clears throat> foul Play on my list that I'm looking at right now is 13.
0: Okay, and but Peace, Love, and Woe was episode 13, so they got... So basically, I think YouTube... Kinda kinda... Peace,
4: and Peace, Love, and Woe is 12 on the list I'm looking at. Oh.
2: Lord. Yeah, let me go look at
4: uh, Netflix. So, on Netflix... Oh, they fixed the ordering now. Okay, great. Yeah, <laughs>
3: thanks, for pro- thanks for proving me. Okay.
5: <laughs> Stop talking <to> me.
4: <laughs> Hold up, y'all. Keep talking. I'm gonna look this up again. I'm, I'm. Oh, you're good.
0: So, right. dumpster episode one. High five episode two. Teamwork episode three. Episode four. Different drum episode five. Food fight episode six. Big Sisters, episode 7. I Got, episode 8. For Whom the Bell Trolls, episode 9. Happy Birthday Zach episode 10. No Clan Around, episode 11. Powerpunks, episode 12. And then Peace, Love, and Woe, episode 13 on here. And Foul Play in Disguise,
5: episode 14.
2: Oh, okay. And, of course, I, I, after that, uh, it's... Dark Warrior
0: 15, switching places is uh 16. That's the one where uh Billy and uh Kim and Kim switch bodies. Oh which I will say that that they were the only I will say this. They were the only season of Power Rangers where they actually did the did the the body swapping thing correctly. Because yeah. every other power iteration of Power Rangers always does the thing where when they switch bodies they have their voices uh, be dubbed by the other person. Like, it's like, no, that's not how how body swapping works. <laughs> you shouldn't be keeping your voice. You should be acting like the other person, but in your own, but in the other person, but in the person. You still talk like you're like. Okay, I mean, I'm not a, I'm switching voices. Sense. You're it's just me,
1: switching brains or something
0: like that. Yeah,
1: the, of I'm
0: looking at you, taken Noah, right. And they even freaking Dino Charge did it too. And I'm like, why? I, I like that season, but why'd they do that? What was the body switch of some Dino This was like. No, it wasn't Dino Charge. It was Super di- Dino. Super Charge. That's what it was.
4: Oh, forgive me. The Super. Okay. Okay. Big deal. Yeah. Carry on.
1: That's, that's why I was
0: like, like, yeah, I was like, wait, it, yeah, they did it, episode. It was the second season of. You did
1: it was better in the Gokaiger episode two, where Luca and Don switch bodies, because they don't change the voices though. But that was better.
5: Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, uh, Tyler and Shelby switch bodies.
1: Uh, Chase and oh
0: yeah. I think. No, it was Ivan. No, Chase and Ivan switch bodies, and. It was it was uh, Riley and Coda. They switched bodies. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. for some reason, they, they switched clothes, too. And I'm just like, why would you do that? You could just still wear... It's like they, they switched their clothes <laughs> without, like...
1: It was just ridiculous. Like, 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 you don't have to do all that. Especially if you're Tyler and Shelby. Isn't that kind of awkward?
0: Yeah, it was really awkward looking at like, like, like freaking Tyler wearing this, wearing something Shelby wears, and it's like, it, it barely fit him. And you see Shelby, you know, with the Tyler in uh, Tyler's body, you know, you see Tyler and Shelby's body wearing his, his clothes, and he just, it doesn't, it, it looks too big on
2: her. And, and, well, him. See?
1: Anyway, um, just briefly, I, I, Kimberly was around long enough to, for us to do this. Uh, where would we want to put Kimberly, among other pinks?
4: Mm. Are you talking strictly Season 1, Kimberly, or are you talking Kimberly you as can Kimberly? You
1: just say Kimberly as Kimberly, I guess. Or If you want to just do Season 1, Kimberly, then that's fine. But
4: Because my answer is going to be okay. different. and okay, then maybe we can... So wait, wait, let's just
1: hold off on ranking Kimberly among pinks then. Like.
4: Yeah. Cause again, I can't rank them. This is what I was saying earlier, I can't do Mighty Morphin, the Uzi cast yeah, because right. half of them continue on for like four or five you're years. Right. Sorry about
1: that. Um...
4: So it, it, it's just hard for me to say anything about Billy and Kimberly and Tommy because. Speaking of Tommy, do
1: we want to move on to Tommy?
4: Yeah. Yeah, time with the goat, moving on.
1: (laughs) Um, All right, Tommy, the original Green Ranger, and the person that uh, basically got us all uh, into Power Rangers. Uh, Anyone? Now, when we talk about Tommy, we are not going to take into into account his time as the White Ranger, Red Zeo Ranger 5, the Red Turbo Ranger, or the Black Dino Ranger. So we're only going to be talking about Tommy in the context of Season 1. So, anybody want to? So, to Lord
4: Draken, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> Lord Draken. Right.
2: Sorry about that. Um, I don't know how I feel about Tommy in this. Like his
3: his introduction arc is good. He's good in it, but then I don't know. He just feels like a derp after that.
2: Well,
4: I so
3: I don't know if, don't know if that's. I don't know if I feel good about that or bad about
4: that. Well, so here's my thing about the entire Tommy story arc. And I am 100% biased by my listening of the
2: audio drama. Tommy doesn't feel the regret
4: of what he did while he was evil at all. Like he never no, really feels he like he never feels like, "Oh, I served the Empress Rita, and I did all this stuff. I, I said, trying to attend for my sins. but like, he goes back to normal life. Like he goes back and is this absent-minded, goofy teenage kid who has a thing for Kimberly. It's as if yeah. Greenwood evil didn't happen,
3: well, that's yeah, but that's just more of a consequence of MNPR season one not having. Right. Plot, plot lines. Mm-hmm.
4: But but that is a thing that is explored a little bit in Dino Thunder with Tommy. Yeah. Like he mentioned it a little bit there, but that's a good what, like fifteen years later?
3: Yeah, something like that.
1: So And the only reason they really um, write Tommy as being kind of a goofball is because they need to have yeah, excuses that's for that's him right. to <laughs> show up the fights later.
3: Yeah. Yeah, sense. because
1: Bri is not around long enough.
3: Yeah. You'll see what they do with Bri when we get to him. But... Yeah. It, I, I feel like they could have handled it better. Why couldn't you just
1: have his powers be temporary from, like, the beginning? Like... Because, right. like, in the Jew it's 2 episodes, so I mean, the excuse is, is that his powers are temporary, so they can't just call him immediately. Uh-huh. Why couldn't you just do that from the stars? Well why
3: couldn't they have because just replicated they didn't... the I mean they could have just
1: replicated the green candle, but
3: it it was tied to his powers instead. So like every time he morphed it drained the coin's power.
2: So he had to be very um specific with when he could morph
1: they try to explain that better in the audio drama, Riz? I mean, showing up to fights late.
4: Oh, dude. The audio drama really nails it on the head. okay.
1: Cool. Mm -hmm.
4: Like, the way they explain Tommy's power, or limited power, it's really well handled, and it makes a whole lot more sense than anything else that we've gotten out of (laughs) anything. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to ruin it because it's pretty interesting.
2: Yeah. Please go watch it. I should listen to it. I'm sorry. Well,
4: they have to listen to it because we agreed to. I intend to very soon. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt Um,
2: you earlier,
1: but sorry, you can go ahead.
4: Yeah, so my thing on Tommy is... Tommy is the reason that Power Rangers is still going today. And it's because the Greenwood Evil story arc was so impactful. Like, that's what made all of us little kids love Tommy and start to love his character because it's not, it was very uncommon back then to have an evil person turn good in like mainline kids' TV shows. Like, they're always all good and they're fighting the evil, and that's it. But here you got a guy who looks like the good guys, but he plays for the bad guys, and he turns good later. And it was such a thing that, yeah, Ami was only going to be there until, like, episode 35 or something, then he was out. Like, that's what the Zero Ranger footage gave us. But Saban got so much of a um, request to bring him back that they had to take him off of VR Troopers. And put him back in here and put Brad Hawkins on VR Troopers in Place at Tommy. Like that is the legacy that Jason David Frank had was he was that popular in the beginning and he basically launched 30 years of legacy here. He had his his he had his own theme
1: song both as the green and white ranger.
4: Well, yeah, yeah. the interesting part of that is that the Green theme song did not come out until the ZO2 because it was originally
1: out. supposed to be Cybertron's theme song.
4: Yeah. That's interesting because
0: because growing up I always thought I heard the Green Rangers theme song pop up every time he showed up but actually it didn't it didn't show up officially till, he, um, you know, it was like the footage, right?
4: You didn't get that song until the return of an old friend.
0: That's crazy, because I swear but
4: I thought I heard like Episode 49 or something.
1: They're the only other two Sixth that's Rangers that's not- I remember getting theme songs. Goldzio Ranger. I think they made a theme song for mm-hmm. the Silver Space Ranger, Fly High Silver Ranger.
0: No. It was, no, it wasn't. You know, it, he never got a theme um, an song. Can we he didn't did get more
1: that? Sixth Ranger theme songs. I mean, Sentai gives every single Sixth Ranger a theme song.
3: I mean... Titanium Ranger and Quantum Ranger had non-vocal themes. I,
0: vocal themes. I can remember uh, Quantum oh, Ranger yeah, 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 was like. Yeah, yeah. In my and Magna head.
2: Defender yeah. did too. Oh, the original. The Magna Defender. No, Magna yeah. Defender had
4: a theme. Yeah. But no, there hasn't been any like rock song since yeah. Gold Ranger. I just wish that they would
0: do that. Like with both with vocal, with vocals, vocal, like,
4: yeah. But that's only for Trey of Trifori. Jason didn't have it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Jason Jason have didn't have like a well. Technically, since he wouldn't have his own version of the Gold Ranger song, that makes sense.
4: But they didn't even play the song after Jason came on the scene. Like that never happened
1: after Trey was given the power.
0: Right, it never did.
1: Anybody want to say anything else about Tommy? I I don't want to rank him right now, just because we can do that later.
4: I'm gonna rank Tommy. He's the best of us, and yeah. don't care what color you're talking. About, yeah, that's he's fair the best enough. Of us.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah, no, they're
2: not Done. rangers. But... Best red.
1: No, they're not rangers. Oh, but good. let's talk about the real Balkan heroes skull. of this show: Balkan Skull. Oh gosh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm gonna
5: be honest,
1: okay? I love <laughs> and Skull, and I think they're funny in this season, but. I kind of prefer them in the other two because, like in it's like in seasons two and season three, they had subplots. Like in season two, every episode is them trying to find come up with ideas on how to discover the identities of the Power Rangers. Um, and in season three, it's just mm-hmm. them doing a bunch of stupid stuff as part of junior police. I don't remember that. I remember them having a subplot every once in a while. This season, but for the most part, they're just like random bullies. This season,
4: they don't even appear in every episode, yeah. Like, and if they did, they're just in the background, not doing a whole lot.
3: They were harmless, they were harmless in this season.
4: Well, so the way I look at Bulk and Skull is they hearken back to the classical comedy duo of like. Uh, what is it, Laurie and... Laurel Hardy. Laurel Hardy, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they harken back to those days in terms of like slapstick humor and throwing a cake in your face and the way that the skull last. You know, like, it's... It's a very specific type of humor that they copied from Laurel Hardy. Mm-hmm. And it just, it worked. It worked yeah. so well. And honestly, they haven't been able to replicate it since.
3: Well, it's because they try to overuse those characters when they try to give us those fill-in characters in these more recent seasons. Vulcan Skull were used pretty—I wouldn't say conservatively, but they were used just enough to not drive us crazy.
4: Well, even if you look at um, Donna Thunder with uh, Cassidy, yeah, they were not that interesting, and they weren't overused either. Yeah. Then, um, you
3: have, then you have the two idiots from ninja steel we right? don't talk
4: about them they,
3: but i mean they're like the they're the shining example of what i'm talking about where they yeah no they are to stop using them.
4: did you watch all the ninja steel i forget no, i did i've,
3: seen I've only seen <laughs> the first half i never got around. I it.
4: me to and see. anthony watched all of it and we will forever be. I don't
1: intend series. to watch Ninja Steel. I listen. Listen. don't it was watch pretty... it.
3: I need to finish yes. it just to say I finished it, even though I don't really like
4: want to. <laughs> like I say, Nin Ninja is one of the worst Sentai Ninja Steel is one of the worst PR season.
2: Yeah. Heck. I might even claim that
4: it's worse than overdrive. I mean from what little
3: I've seen that's of it it makes a valid <laughs> case. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean over oh, had likable characters it was only two of them but it, it, that's
4: more than what That's more than it was only
5: two of them. Well
4: well the thing was, is like, it was, Victor it was, and Monty good
3: it's like go ahead. it has two likable characters and none of them were the rangers. <laughs>
4: Oh, actually one of them is a
0: ranger. Um, Rose. I like I still like Rose. I know most people are like, oh, why you like Rose for? She was the only smart one out of all the idiots that were on the team. Okay. I'll You're rich
4: you by an uh, army. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, but um, I'll give I like like one. her as a, like like her character of like why she did this thing the way she does. But like I said, she's the only competent one there. Yeah.
3: Compared to the people around her, yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, what, it's what is Android. So, th- th- what did that tell you?
4: <laughs> it's bad whenever you can. Um, you can't even remember like very many details on the Ninja Steel cast as a whole. Like the most interesting Ranger, I think,
2: might have been Haley or Sarah,
4: but Sarah was too much their, a too. Sarah
0: was just eye candy honestly for me.
4: No, but she had at least they tried to do something with her character.
3: I don't know. They Sarah, tried, but they Sarah, Sarah felt like if they took Billy to the extreme. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: And It's like she's I'd rather, I would rather if if I really wanted to like have somebody that like that that could help me out with science stuff, especially if like mind you that like Rose is also the scientific one of her team too. I'd rather have her help me with something than Sarah, cause Sarah will just make something and it'll be too much. And I'm
2: like, No, this is this makes something simple. This will be on the simple way possible. You don't need to, to over overdo it. Yeah.
3: Her inventions were like too unrealistic to the point where it just it was just stupid.
2: It's like even
0: Billy wouldn't make none like this. It's like exactly. it, it's the point where where even you have to compare to what Billy makes to hers, you're like Billy's like, how did you make all this?
5: Like, <laughs>
2: yeah. Is there anything
1: else anybody wanted to say about Bulk and Skull? There, Dion uh, here, is, and that's all I can say. I, I will say, the the one thing I remember, I do love this one episode, uh, which, uh, funnily enough, it, it actually literally aired on the day I was born. Um, it's uh Now, it's not a good episode. It's mostly an episode that reuses a lot of Sentai footage because they didn't have the u footage at the time. But uh they find a pig and they try to raise it, but then it turns out to be Pudgy Pig. I, that, I think that was Vulcan Skull's highlight. Well, they turned
0: like, 2.0, basically. It's the same. It's, yeah, basically it's... Not pudgy pig technically, it's just it just it turns into a different a different yeah. pudgy pig, but yeah. still pudgy pig, I guess.
1: Um, so since we're doing the full season, uh, you know, this is um, you know, we've already kind of we don't really need to talk about. Do we want to talk about Rita as a villain, or is there anything to really talk there's, about?
3: There's 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 nothing to talk about with Rita.
0: She's just loud and annoying.
4: <laughs> yeah. Now, Robo Rita. On the other hand, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, definitely,
5: yeah. But,
4: but Rita, Rita. I will just say this: she's the most iconic of the Ranger villains. Um.
2: But honestly, she
4: wasn't even that much of a threat. No. Not until Zed came around later.
3: Cause, just kind of skipping ahead to when we finish up Zoo Ranger, I do think in a, in a handful of cases, this season is better than Zoo Ranger, but Bandora is oh, 100%. better than Rita. Outright. Yeah, I get
4: that feeling too. Definitely. Well, they, they watered down Rita a lot Both. to make her a children's villain.
3: Dude, Bandora has a lot of baggage to her, but Rita has nothing.
4: She has nothing. What are you <laughs> talking about? Rita has a headache. <laughs>
3: I walked into that one, but I, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> that was good.
1: It's so weird how Goldar has like two different voices, but until Green with Evil, where he kind of settles into the like, I am Goldar and you are the Rangers, and I am gonna defeat you like type of thing. He has a different voice in the early episodes.
0: Yeah, there was voice
1: actor, I think though. I
0: to, I'm so used to, I remember growing up, I was like, Oh like that's Goldar, but then like Looking back, as uh, when, I, when I was older watching it, I noticed that wait a minute, he sounds different. Like what the heck?
3: I don't really have any feelings towards Goldar.
0: He was just—he was a—he was kind of an effective villain. Like aside, you know, of course, like you know, in the first season, he was more like menacing in the first season, but then after that, yeah. Like
3: as much big. as I, as much as I love Rito as a villain. Goldar was ruined by him.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Now, (laughs) Rito had ruined a lot of things.
2: Which is funny. But
4: Rito also made a lot of gold.
3: Yeah, I was just saying, Rito was great, but he kind of ruined everything around him.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
3: In-universe and (laughs) out-of-universe.
4: I will say, the one thing I wish they had carried over from the Arranger... Oh, I wish that
1: happened.
2: Oh yeah. oh yeah, Griffith,
3: yeah,
1: Griffiths or Lamy were a thing. I Why don't they have them together. be married? That's fun.
4: What's crazy so, though is it's amazing in the audio drama. Yeah. Oh, oh thank God! The it's, oh,
0: dude, it's, it's, so it's so amazing together in the, in the in the series,
4: and they have some drama. Oh my God. No
0: idea what you're getting stepped into when you get, when you get, hear about them. Like, wow.
4: Yeah, their not has a lot of drama. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of Scorpina,
1: her. Some, oh, some go ahead.
0: Sorry, stuff. Anthony. I don't know. I'm just saying it's going to be some rough stuff. Just, just, just to stay tuned. Speaking of
1: Scorpina, her debut yeah. is pr- like, I don't know. Like, they give a really big debut for Lami. G-Ranger with Scorpina, she's just sort of there. Yeah. Like, she just pops up out of nowhere.
3: Honestly, I kept forgetting for the longest time that Scorpina was even a character.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because They don't Lamy do anything like, with
3: her besides from, like,
0: show up every once in a while, kick the ranger's uh, asses yeah. a bit.
3: like, when Lami showed up That's at zoo her. ranger she became, like, a force that every time she showed up, she kind of just kicked their butts. Yeah. Scorpina just appears and then
2: disappears and then shows up, and like there's no consistency to yeah. it. Yeah. I will say,
4: Scorpina had a nice threat factor in
1: that she gave the Rangers a good run for their money, even in yeah. MPR. It, it just sucks how she didn't come back as like a permanent villain because like she was supposed to be back. In season two. Um she does yeah. appear in one season two episode. Uh Goldars vice versa. They were supposed to bring her they were supposed to bring her I back as a main episode. villain, but the actress who played her in live um in original footage, uh, Sabrina Liu, I think her name was, uh she was her con mm-hmm. she couldn't come to terms with a contract permanently with Saban, so they just
4: See, that sounds familiar.
1: So she just right. disappears. <laughs> that
4: really would have helped.
0: Really I'm gonna assume that it was a pay. pay. It was because of pay. Maybe it wasn't. Probably wasn't the case, but I'm well, gonna assume that that's what it was. I'm
4: gonna quote our friend Walter here. He said in an interview uh, recently that the pay he got from working Mighty Morphin, he could have gotten the same pay yeah, working McDonald's. That. Yeah, I remember. That.
0: Yeah, and I also heard from uh, Austin John that like he while he, like, I think he was like literally living in his car at the time of doing Power Rangers. Like I'm 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 dead serious like that. He literally said this on like some it was some it was some video I watched him saying he mentioned like, I was, you, like wow, you have to man,
1: work like really long hours because of the looping sessions and they don't even and as far as I'm concerned it wasn't a union production like apparently. Like, apparently the no. original, um, Watchmen, no, 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 um, I, That was a mistake with, like, the Bioman. Like, a lot of the actors who, um, worked on the original Bioman pilot apparently had joined the Screen Actors Guild after that, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That, that just says a lot about, like, how bad Saban treats some actors. Which.
2: Yeah, yeah. and, like, The thing I find
4: most interesting is the treatment never goes away, even later on with other actors in other seasons, the Under Saban. Like, the TurboCast didn't know they were being replaced until literally somebody brought a YouTuber to work and said, hey, here's an advertisement for all your jobs.
0: Yeah, and it was just pretty messed up because the original plan was... Only Jace David Frank and Catherine Sullivan said they wanted to leave the show.
4: No, uh uh uh. Just JDF. Some people oh, have ZDF, said bro. that. Kat Sutherland has said recently. Go ahead. Cat came out and said that she yeah, didn't there, want to leave.
2: That's disputed by some Okay. Yeah, okay. Sutherland has
4: said she didn't want you to
1: want leave. You want to talk either. about a more recent example of like, you know, some actors. Treated badly. I remember we, I don't remember if we were doing a podcast or not, but like, I think Claire Black Elder, whoever played Kindle on Dynamic Supercharge, she was, she needed a GoFundMe to help fund her to go to school. And she was on Power Rangers. Like, yeah. That's, yeah, that's bad. I remember that.
4: But, but children's TV doesn't pay like, a full-on movie or, like, a full production TV No, so. but she
1: should still be making some decent money.
4: Well, no, she so still be making royalty.
0: Yeah, because basically, like, because with toy sales, with the DVD fact that... DVD like, sales and
4: it everything, sales, like, everything. Yeah.
0: yeah. Her face is literally, like, on things, so it's like, why would they not, like, why would she not get money just for that alone? You know what I'm saying? Like,
4: and, like, like it's just a common trend with all of the different groups that Siobhan work with. I think the biggest reason Walter and David U.S. even came back for once and always is because Hasbro knows how to treat the people correctly.
2: What so I think they paid a livable
4: wage to do the work.
0: What really confused me, because I wa- I literally watched the video of him saying this on Screen Rant. Him and David Yost did an interview uh, with Joe uh, Dekelmeyer. He was the, the guy who was a uh, host that of the hashtag show, Illuminati, uh, that type of thing. I met him in person, too. Um, he did an interview with, with both David Yost and Walter Jones just recently. And Walter Jones said, he said, and I quote, but um, one of the reasons I came back to this once and always special was because, you know, because uh, I, I couldn't go because, you know, we, this parents was non union. But when parents became union, he came back. This is his words and he said it. And I have literally the video to pull it up of him saying that.
4: No, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because when you're union, you have rights and stuff. I remember an interview I read with uh, Amy lutz and... And she said there were scenes in Mighty Morphin where they made her do her own stunt, and mm-hmm. she could have died doing them. Uh-huh. I believe
1: it. Technically, another Saban production where they had that mm-hmm. problem. Uh, um, Eka Darville, who played uh, Scott in a RPM, he did come back to voice oh, Scott for the Clash of the Red Rangers thing, but. Apparently, Saban wasn't going to let him like be actually credited because he had joined the Screen Actors Guild, so he had to do a voice only thing, and they had to give him like a fake name, credit him there. Yeah, yeah. It's just how cheap Saban is, not wanting to work with unions. Yeah.
2: No? Well, the thing is,
4: Saban was not a. As far as I know, he was not really like a uh, a movie maker or a director. He was just kind of a guy with money, and he saw a way to. I got music. those
1: vibes from him because I don't think I ever told you guys this, but like a a while back, my mom was like, she was obsessed with listening to like these uh, this podcast about like different businessmen who like you know rose up with their fortune, and Haim Saban on one of the podcasts which she made me listen to because she knew you know she literally had to raise she watched Power Rangers with me when I was a kid and like I just you know remember listening to so much stuff from Saban and like I'm not going to say that I got bad vibes off of him but he definitely came off as like you know your typical businessman who just wants to make money and like doesn't you, you get what I'm trying to say
2: no, I get yeah. it. Well, yeah, it's uh, it? it's like the guy, the guy, the guy who basically, like, you know, gave us power and uses
0: the is is like the main one that kind of like almost ruined it. Yeah, it's kind of ironic, isn't it?
1: And I mean, it happened twice. I know. Uh, I think Disney was a bit better with Power Rangers That's than some fun. people give it credit for. Like,
4: no, Disney was phenomenal with the character development they did.
0: But you know what Disney's problem was? Disney Disney didn't really want Power Rangers like that. They kind of thought it was like, oh, we just kinda of just bought it because, you know, it was a it's it was just there and like yeah,
4: it was part of the deal.
0: Yeah, it was just part of the deal. But 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 because of the lax uh the, of, of Disney not really caring, the writers and the producers were able to have free reign to really like make a show, make 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 a, a bunch of seasons that were actually, mm-hmm. really good.
2: Yeah.
1: But it kind of uh move on um to uh like up up some uh, well, okay. Did we talk about all the vil- well? We didn't talk about Vinster, but the only thing about Vinster is that he was voiced by the same guy that voices we have Zed. Him? Yeah, that almost makes me laugh. Uh, it does. I would like for uh, everyone to like give their favorite episode. Uh, what's we're gonna do? Favorite episode, least favorite episode, and like uh, maybe favorite moment, worst moment. Uh, I'll start with like everybody's uh, favorite episode.
4: One. One, one rule.
2: One rule. We oh, okay. Yeah. Th- that's no problem with me. Who wants to go first. Yes. Yeah, too easy. I
3: don't know, that's kind of a hard question to answer, because if you remove those episodes, everything just kind of blurs together.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
3: <laughs> so I I don't know if I can even answer those questions.
2: Would yours be groomed Evil, then? Well, the last episode of it specifically. Okay. Was
0: it, wait, wait, wait oh, you're talking about, like,
1: best favorite, or worst favorite, episodes? Best. This is going to be so much okay. easier when we do later seasons. <laughs> yeah, I love Island cool. of Illusion. Oh, okay, I wasn't expecting that. I An mean, Island of Why? Illusion is—I like the setup, but how they, the way that they like overcome all those crisis, like their self-confidence, just seems a little weird in some cases. Like I like—I think Zach is good and Jason is good, yeah. but like. <laughs> The illusion that they make for Kimberly is just weird. It is,
4: yeah, it
1: so is. And I even tried to explain
0: it at one point, but then, I, but then I thought about, it, I was like, it's still. I tried to make try to make it sound better, but it's still. But even then, it's still, it's still. It's still not good. The fact that I had even had to try to even like get a little bit of something out of that just goes show you how it, it missed the mark on the fears.
4: Another
2: episode, that? yeah. So
0: another episode, I'll oh, like I like had trouble with Belsock. What's your that favorite Anthony? Um, um, I was gonna say Happy Birthday Zach, but honestly, it was my favorite going up.
2: But I want to say my favorites. Hmm. I, it's it's kind of difficult because I there's a bunch I like, but um, you know what?
0: Actually, no, I like I like the Want to Be Ranger. That was actually good, a good episode, a, in my personal opinion. I know, and I agree with, me, you, bro. but the fact that that oh no no we're season one. I'm sorry. Ah, oh, that's not okay. Now you're good. I just I I completely I forgot we're only doing season one. Ah, uh, okay.
5: Yeah.
0: Hmm. <sighs>
3: That's what I'm saying.
0: See, no, my just... favorite episode, actually, even though it kind of missed the mark at the ending, was... Uh, I think I think it was the episode where they had to fight the evil versus themselves. Oh, the
1: mutant rangers. A
0: um,
1: bad
4: reflection on you. The mutant, the mutant rangers, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was the mutant good
0: rangers. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Because, movie. like, the fact that... Both Tommy and Kim had to deal with, you know, they're their fighting their evil version themselves. It was a good it was a good fight scene, in my personal opinion, because like, you know, he. And the music and the music was just 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 perfect for that
5: episode, uh, like.
2: Uh, Riz, you said that you didn't want us to mention. Can we use the green candle? Uh, because I'm going to have the Green I Candle as
1: my favorite. Cause,
2: okay. cause
5: the reason why like, I
1: prefer this to Green with Evil anytime, just because I think the Green Candle was the first time that the writers were actually getting a bit better at explaining things. Because, okay, I mean, you could ask the question why they why Rita doesn't waited until now to use the Green Candle, but I still think it was a creative way of them going them incorporating the burr candle arc without quite going down the same dark route. And, and honestly, I, I think what I like too is that it's nice to kind of have an episode where the Rangers don't exactly win. I mean, yeah, Rita doesn't get the Green Ranger powers anymore, but Tommy still has to give up his powers. So it's yeah. kind of a bittersweet way to end the episode.
2: No, I but definitely does, agree with you on that. It doesn't get, does get the same message across that the Zoo Ranger equivalent did, that
3: the heroes don't always win. Zoo Ranger just did it in a much yeah. more screwed up way.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> I honestly like the final scene. Okay, it's a little undermined because um, we don't see Tommy again until he gets his powers back, unless you count that like two-second cameo in Doomsday. But I like how he and Kimberly kind of end up hooked Like, getting together at the end. Like, it's nice to see their relationship amount to something. Like, the Green Candle to me just feels like a very complete episode that none of the other episodes give, give me a vibe from. Yeah. So, like, I will always prefer the Green Candle to Green with Evil. It just feels more complete. And aside from that, and I can look past the idea that Rita decided until later to use the candle i mean i wish that they in court i wish that they that whole thing was a thing right from the starting gate but you know what i can tell that the writers were trying when they made that episode which is why i give them a lot of credit for it yeah
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, what about the least favorite episode
2: should be i don't really have one Uh, patrick because like Pat's, it's like Patrick said, they're all so
4: mediocre that yeah, there there's not really one that I can say I dislike more than the others. I mean, they're all equally campy and there.
2: But I had to pick...
0: I would, say, I would say the Rockstar episode because, like... It was just only consistent and not a whole lot – and nothing in the episode made sense unless you watched the Sentai.
1: Yeah. I mean, the two that I would think would either – okay, it would either have to be a a pressing engagement, which is – I mean, nothing about that episode makes sense, like – Like, why does Zordon only call Zach, Kimberly, and Jason, and Billy, and Trini were never informed of the battle? And, of course, from behind the scenes, it's because, you know, it has to interact with the Sentai footage. (laughs) But, like, I don't know. That whole climax with them, like, forming the Megazord, again, in Geo Ranger, it's the first time they're forming Dai But Power Rangers, they're treating it like it's the first time they form the Megazord when it's not. There's no explanation on what the Power Crystals do for them. I think the only other episode I don't like is Crystal of Nightmares, just because that episode just seems like a a useless clip show. I don't know.
2: So, before Mm -hmm. we get to your next
4: part, Nate, you missed something earlier I think you should talk about. You didn't talk about Zordon. Zordon's the
1: goat mentor, and Alpha's a great assistant.
2: Aye, aye, yeah, aye, aye. I
3: mean, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's not much more to them than that.
2: Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> they haven't but, reached their,
0: their, their fair potential, even, even after MVR. You know. Well, actually, no, no. Actually, no. Scratch that. They don't hit their stride until like season two. To three. And then that and then of course, you know, with what happens in, in space, you know, and all that stuff. So
4: the best yeah. alpha will still be Zive talking alpha though. Yo, yo. No, no. He is never I will never claim him as Alpha.
2: Why is he hating why you gotta be hating on I me mean, like that, man? Yeah. I will I will I
1: put a
5: virus in your <laughs> system.
2: Good luck flying
5: oh, a virus in my you system. you put a virus
1: in my system. Why Gosh. you gotta be up in my system like that, man? <laughs> that moment,
3: Where's that the hot button on this thing? That moment when <laughs> Alpha starts singing "Gangster's Paradise."
4: <laughs> you know what I wish they had done at one point.
5: that
4: You know what I wish they had done? What? I wish that Alpha stick. And Turbo, that did the Christmas special, not Alpha Five from MTR.
1: Oh <laughs> Zordon, it's Christmas. You're gonna bring all those kids up in here, get up all in our posse, or something like that.
4: No, <laughs> we, we need that. We need that to happen.
3: You made him sound like Alec
5: Baldwin, <laughs> like Baldwin? <laughs> a little bit. Now, yeah, from
3: one. From his uh, cowbells, the oh, cowbells yeah, right. from Saturday Night Live.
2: Oh. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that wasn't Christopher... was, um Christopher Walken, was yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Christopher Walken. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of.
4: Now, one thing I will kind of segue here a little bit to kind of give a thought that I hadn't really said yet about Mighty Morphin. I find the way they adapt Sentai footage very interesting because watching those first 40 episodes, I can make a very strong argument that the Z Ranger team is canon to Mighty Morphin. What do you mean? Because of the number of times... So in the the flashbacks, whenever... Whenever Rita wants to make a new monster, uh, Finster has a catalog, and he'll go through, and mm-hmm. flip around, find a monster, and then he'll talk about the last time that monster was used. And there are scenes where you can see very clearly the monster fighting Ghosty or, um, uh, is her uh, name Rika?
2: May. May.
4: May. May. Yeah. Yeah, so you can see them very clearly in the background, fighting mm-hmm. the monster, and they're calling that the flashback to the last time the warriors had to fight the monsters on a different planet. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. Happy, Happy Birthday Zack. For example, that's the that's one of the episodes. See Goshi fighting against brilliant. that monster.
4: Yeah, so I always found it very interesting that Mighty Morphin inadvertently made the Z Rangers. Somewhat canon, you know, like not fully because obviously they're not on Earth, ten thousand years ago. But they're at least somewhat canon. I find that very interesting.
0: Like, oh, who's that warrior right there? It's fighting. I want I to know he what he's he's all about. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of thing.
4: Yeah, like we we as the kids wouldn't have re- picked up on that because we didn't know any better. But looking back at it now, and you know, being able to recognize Ghosty from a distance and to footage. I mean, it's super obvious.
1: One of my, that is probably the best use of like an untransformed Sentai Ranger in Power Rangers footage. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And I mean, they only did that, they only brought that footage in because Saban wanted to recycle as much as he could. And oh, hey, look, I can fill another 20 seconds here with Stephanie's footage, I don't pay for a new footage from my company. Then there's
1: also times where it's really bad, like the scene where uh, uh, Rita is putting the spell on Tommy, and then the silhouette of a body that we're supposed to believe is Tommy <laughs> sits up, but it's Bur-Eye, and Bur-Eye looks nothing like Tommy even in a silhouette. Or
5: yeah. uh, the trouble
1: with shell shock, where Tommy teleports to the battle, and it's very clearly Bur-Eye on transform. <laughs>
2: it is yeah i remember that but but the point i'm making here is the arranger is the only sentai that's canon yeah you could you could make you can make the case for it in some weird way
4: it's not a weird way it's the
1: fact of the matter do we want <clears throat> to? I would put our favorite and worst moment, but I, I think it's kind of clear that the, these episodes kind of mesh together, so we don't really have to do that. Uh, do we want to give any uh, closing thoughts yeah. on season one before we uh, prepare to jump into Doom Ranger, guys?
4: Nope. Uh, closing thoughts for me Mighty Morphin season one is a nostalgia train for us, um, it's what I grew up on. It's what got me into this crazy Tokusatsu world. And while it has a very special place in my heart as one of the goats of the franchise, it's by no means anywhere near the best thing to come out of the franchise. No. So, yeah. it's It was amazing as a kid, but now it's kind of like, eh? But I, I still recommend rewatching it because it is a fun ride. Yeah, and at the very least, you can enjoy the uh, Green Medieval and Green
1: Candle arc,
2: and a couple
4: of select episodes like uh, yeah. Calamity Camera. Cam- yeah, the episode funny. where they have motorcycles oh, inexplicably
1: yeah. for two seconds.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Samurai fan man. Anything else, guys? Anthony? I'm good. More all right. That's all I say. Well, in that
1: case, uh, this was the uh, our little podcast. We kind of got sidetracked here and there, but for the most part, we've talked about Mighty Morphin Season 1. So now, uh, with uh, the Power Rangers counterpart uh, taken care of, uh, we will be jumping into uh, – Patrick's very favorite Sentai, Kyoryu Sentai G Ranger, next. I know you're tired of hearing me say that, Patrick, but come on.
5: <laughs> oh my god.
1: Yeah. You know, you're gonna
4: hear it one more time next episode, let's, Patrick.
3: Let's let's just roast this thing <laughs> and get it
4: over with. <laughs> or we're gonna listen to Red Love on it.
1: I am going to enjoy watching you struggle justifying that. So uh, next time we are going to be reviewing uh, the first uh, 10 episodes of uh, G-Ranger. Um, the only like track with G-Ranger that we're going to have is that we're going to be doing like one separate thing to review the uh, debut of bur uh, Dragon Ranger. Um, Maybe we'll do uh, verses uh, between Mighty Morphin and Geo Ranger if we decide, because remember we originally wanted to do that with Gecky Ranger and Jungle Fury, but decided not to. Um, hey, come on, Chris! I just set you up for your like your obligatory Gecky Ranger jab, and you don't take it. Come on, dude!
4: I was gonna take it, but I was deciding between do I want to say. Yeah, because Don sucks, <laughs> or the entire cast sucks. Okay,
5: there we go. <sighs> now you. I didn't know.
4: I didn't know who I wanted to roast more in that moment.
3: Well, you said yeah. them both, so you effectively roasted everybody.
4: Okay, you know what? Just for that, John sucks the most.
3: Oh, yeah. There it is.
4: There. Yeah.
1: And Casey's the goat.
3: Now <laughs> the episode is complete. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <That> was, um... <laughs> But yeah, uh, maybe we'll do a versus on that. Um, uh, but we also are going to be doing a podcast on the audio drama. Mindy Morphin before we move on to the next Sentai after that. So we hope you guys will join us for that. Uh, right now, our eyes are set on reviewing Kiryu Sentai Ranger. We will be reviewing that uh, next time. Hope you guys will join us for that. Uh, please uh, leave comments down below if you're watching this on YouTube with any comments. We will... The time to give a shout out to any commentary that you have. Uh, leave any comments with, like, you know, what you might want us to review or your thoughts on stuff, so on and so forth. Uh, we thank you guys uh, for listening to us on Spotify and iTunes. We love all of you guys. Without you guys, we would not be able to do this, and we very much appreciate it. With that said, we will see you guys when we review Kyoryu Sentai G Ranger, but until that time, we will see you later.